Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the One Ounce Pour. We are bringing it to you live from the suburbs of Draper. And uh, today I actually have a very exciting guest. This is Eric. He is the bum that keeps floating around my parents' house and won't leave. Kind of like myself, so I can't judge him too much. Uh, We both like to mooch off my parents here. So Uh, (laughs) the best part about today's show is Eric has no idea what we're about to talk about. So he is just, he knows that I have a podcast. He knows that he is on the podcast today, but he doesn't know what the podcast is about. And uh, he, it's it's going to be an adventure. Eric, why don't you say hello to all of our listeners? Uh, hi, guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm Eric. Such I'm, a... I'm the second bum that comes <laughs> comes down here to, to the suburbs of Draper. Such a, such a gentle talker. I love it. Um, before we get started, we have to do our tradition of giving a big one ounce cheers to everybody cheers and today we're doing it nice and dirty uh we're doing shots of whiskey here getting our our ounce out of the way then we're gonna we're gonna kind of gingerly get back into it so cheers sir cheers yep that was <coughs> not how i'm used to taking it that's what she said well so you take part- it bigger or smaller usually <laughs> We're in Utah. It's always smaller. (laughs) Part of the wonderful aspect of today's show is that Eric was traveling through town. And I know Eric fairly well. And I know that he has a lot of interesting things he's going to bring to the show today. And that's why I'm super stoked. I am a little bummed, though. We're on the second show without Tom. And he usually brings a little bit of magic to the show. Today, we're not going to get any of that Tom magic. So we're just going to hope Eric can fill those very big frat bro shoes. And good news, Eric used to be part of a frat. And we can jump into that a little bit more. But uh, you know what time it is, Eric? Oh, wait, you don't. Because you never listened to this freaking show before. It is Hobby of the Week. And today's hobby I think we're going to talk about is comic books because that has been a hobby of mine since I was uh, in high school. And it is a nerdy enough hobby that I'm not super proud of, but I'll talk about it. I started collecting hot or I started collecting hobbies. I started collecting comic books when I was about 13 or 14, uh, right around the same time that the Sam Raimi Spider-Man series came out. And Eric and I were actually talking about that earlier. Great series. Where we were saying, hey, this is what got me into comics. So X-Men also got me into comics, even though I do not collect X-Men comics. I started collecting what are called trades, which are the actual uh, multiple iterations of comics, multiple issues all in one. And uh, I've just been lazy about it since. There's comics that keep coming out. One of my favorites is Saga. They just released, I think, in January or something, the next iteration of it. And I'm waiting till July to pick up the full trade. And uh, if you guys know some spoilers, please don't tell me. I'm not excited to hear anything about that comic until I can actually read it. But yeah, that's my hobby of the week is basically collecting comics. I have probably over 300 sitting in my collection right now, somewhere around that. 
And it, <laughs> it is all just trades. That's it. And there's no Lucy's, as I like to call them. There's no single issues. I do, I shouldn't say that. I do have a couple single issues of stuff that I've wanted to try out, get into, and figure out. But most of them are trades. I've become committed to that. My two favorites that I've been collecting are all the Deadpool series. I've been collecting those since high school. And then in college, I got really into Moon Knight, which both those characters are now on the silver screen, and it's pretty exciting to see. I feel like a a dad who just watched their kids grow up and be real people. So, (laughs) yeah, I, I think it's time, though, now to talk to Eric about what this podcast is about because, yeah, he just heard me explain my hobbies, and that's what this podcast is about. This is a podcast about hobbies. All right. And there's going to be a couple uh, questions in there that uh, I'll give you an example. When has your hobby ever gotten you in trouble? My hobby, collecting comic books, has got me in trouble because in high school, collecting comics wasn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it didn't get me laid or anything like that, but it may have not gotten me laid a couple times. I don't know. You know, I mean, you, you don't really take someone back and be like, hey. Hey, you want to see my comic book collection? I never did that. I I never brought at it. my parents' house. Yeah, at my par- <laughs> in my parents' basement, <laughs> which uh, still here today, huh? Yeah, still here, still very here. Uh, thank you, Eric. And then, uh, yeah, I think and, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you, what is your hobby? And I want you to think about it long and hard, but not so long that you leave an awkward pause. <laughs> And explain to the listeners what you consider your hobby to be, and then I'll interject and uh, tell you what your hobby actually is. So oh, go okay. ahead. Well, let me see. Um, I would uh, see that was too long of a pause. That, that was I'm gonna too have long. to edit all of that out. It's gonna sound really choppy and shitty. Well, so uh, thank you. Half of that was you <laughs> telling me to move closer to the mic. So we just want to hear your beautiful voice. If you can't hear his. Uh, Mustache bristling against the spit guard, then you're not you're not experiencing the one ounce pork correctly. That's true. Um, I would say, shit. I I would almost consider photography to be my hobby. Um, unfortunately, I've tried to turn it into a career and a job for years, so many times. And it uh, at this point, I think I've kind of just resigned to like, yeah. I enjoy taking photos, and that's about all it ever will be. And that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Come on, you got to elaborate a little bit more than that. Uh, if you don't, well, you probably don't know Eric because all four of our listeners. <laughs> but but Eric sits and edits his photos really well, and a lot of these photos are you'd say nature photos, right? Yeah, it's nature. It's a little bit of portrait, mostly portraits of my dog now so he really hates it so we'll we'll go on a hike or something something real beautiful at sunrise and uh basically half of the hike is me sitting there telling him my dog's name is bob by the way so i'm mostly yelling at bob to sit and stay and pose for me someone's you know someone's child actor basically (laughs) (laughs) and so i'm just having him stop somewhere for me and sit there and strike a pose while i run off real quick and take a photo and then uh, then we carry on he's all excited and then yeah i spend hours upon hours upon hours editing it just to look at it at the end and be like that looks like shit (laughs) when you go out and you take these nature shots of your dog as your hobby what is your end goal i mean are you are you just going out to 
keep them for yourself? I mean, are you trying to get like, I don't know what leveling up in photography is, but like, are you trying to get better at something in general or are you just snapping pictures, snap pictures? It's a little bit of just snapping picture, just because I kind of enjoy it. I like creating an image, and I like I like to go out and try to. I mean, I think seeing seeing so many things out in nature, it's kind of like wow, that looks really really incredible. And trying to capture that is always really difficult. And so I think my end goal is kind of to try and make. I mean, trying to just make nice images, and you know, I I want to share it with people. I guess I I kind of. I mean, maybe I want to make art for my own house and print them out and hang them up on the wall and be like, all right, I did that. I think the end goal really is to end up on the influencers in the wild Instagram as someone taking pictures of their dog. And uh, yeah, that's... And how many nudes have you done? Of, of myself? I mean, it could be of yourself. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying nudes in general. That um, gets you a lot of likes, uh, I hear. Of, of other people, none. Uh, Zero. Okay. Um, you got to get into that field. You got to start. I mean, I know you're starting with yourself. Like most kids, they start with themselves and they move to another person. Yeah, no, uh, of myself, oof, oh. <laughs> possibly in the thousands. I'm it's, not just sure. it's just gigs. <laughs> just gigs. Of, uh, I, uh, I, t- I took a nude photo of myself once a day for uh, the last two years. It's, it's, it's gigs of yourself. Si- all side profile, right? Because that's took, the most took one, flattering. I took one upstairs like, this morning. Yeah, Good. that was great. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, no, uh, you can uh, find me on... Uh, Instagram and OnlyFans. And OnlyFans, yeah. 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 All yeah. right. All right. Now, if somebody was to find you on Instagram without the nudes, how would they find you? Uh, they'd go to Instagram. Oh, good. And they just, you'd be all over <laughs> it? You don't have like a handle or oh, that, something yeah. that they could search for to see your photography S- to try and make you famous? Remember, I'm adding four people yeah, yeah. right now that are eager to look at you and your dog nude in the woods. <laughs> so that would be Eric, E-R-I-C, dot, as in a, a period, and then Mosley, M-O-S-L-E-Y-Y. Two Ys on the end. Ooh. Yeah. Risque. I just, the Eric dot Mosley is taken by... Eric Mosley, the real Eric Mosley. It's some old man who's not using Instagram. <laughs> I tried to fight for that name and it's, they wouldn't, he wouldn't give it to me. Uh, you, you couldn't go with like Eric Mosley pics or Eric Mosley photography. You had to go with Eric Mosley why? That's kind of personal. Like, like it, why is he here? No, it's two whys. That, what are you talking about? Like, why, why, why are you here on Instagram? You know, to, uh, ma- mo- mostly to share photos with my uh, grandparents. Good. Yeah. That's they follow me and they're, they're my biggest supporters. So that's, that's, that's who listens to my show. So yeah, that's well, it. Yeah. That's who, that's who I have. That's who this show is made for. I mean, that's great. Yeah. That's life. You've got to have someone out there supports, supports, <laughs> you what you do. supports you your can, hobbies. You got to have somebody that you can peddle your smut to, you know, and nobody better than your grandparents. They have a hundred percent bought a hundred percent of my <laughs> photos on my print shops. Yes. I'm giving them the friends and family yes. discount. Yes, full full pop. <laughs> no, Grandma, this is this is exactly the discount you deserve. <laughs> All right. So we now know that Eric takes advantage of the elderly. <laughs> now the good news about Eric is as bland as he is, he also has a lot more to him that meets the eye. He's one of those people. You know what? He, you're you're like an oyster. You got to sit there and work at it. 
and shuck it and really get your fingers in there. But at the end, you're going to get a pearl. And you know what? I'm ready to finger that pearl right out of you, buddy. That's my job today is just to get in there with my fingers and, and pry it out. So let's start. I can't because wait. Uh, that was a great way to start your hobby <laughs> podcast about talking about photography and photographing your dog. Um, <laughs> let's just let's stop here for a minute and let's go back to the photography. We got we to gotta wrap that up. Uh, we're going to wrap it up fast. Uh, how does somebody get into photography as a hobby? You buy a camera. Yeah, good. Oh, sorry. You, know, you that's, buy a camera. That's the exact, that's the exact oh, answer no, I was you, expecting. You, I was, you, you, buy, know, you buy a phone. Like, somebody, would, somebody, maybe not you, would go into depth about like, well, here's what you want to do. You want to find the right light. You want to like know right angles. and Not, not Eric Mosley. He's going to tell you to go out. Buy a camera and figure it out on your own. <laughs> just start taking photos. So pretend like, and hear me out, your friend just walked up to you and said, Eric, I'd really like to get into photography. What do I need to do to get into photography? What would your answer be? I'd, I'd, I'd say the same <laughs> thing. Like, man, just just right, go oh, buy wait, a on, camera. <laughs> so you're going to want to go and enroll in four years of film school. Within those four years, you're going to learn a lot about film theory. And at some point you may say, I'd like to learn more about lighting and composition. And so you'll, you'll pick up a camera, whatever it may be, whether it's your phone or buy your own camera. And you're going to go out and you're going to take crappy photos and probably do that for three, four years or so. And then at some point you're going you're gonna to be like, oh, wow, some of these look less crappy. And then you'll be like, <laughs> you'll wonder if you can turn it in, like monetize this and make money off of your right. crappy photos. And then two more years down the road, you'll just say, fuck this shit. And uh, you will keep them to yourself. You'll, <laughs> you'll hate yourself as an artist. And you'll, uh, you'll kind of just, you know, fall off until eventually you're like, oh, I miss taking photos. You'll pick that camera up again. You'll start taking photos again and be like, I fucking hate this again. I think you just followed... There has to be some psychological uh, thing to this. And our last host was Ryan. And I should tug his ear again and get him on the show again to give us psychological breakdowns of everything. But I think you just followed some kind of arc of hobbies in general. (laughs) Like you get really into this hobby, right? And you're like, ah, I'm really into woodworking. And then you build something... Let's just say, like, throw it out there, you know, some random, like a uh, cigar box ukulele. And you're like, wow, this is, that's super random, right? <laughs> and you're like, it's wow, I, I kind of like this. This is, this seems like a hobby I should get into. And then you gift it to somebody, <laughs> this cigar box ukulele, quote unquote, right? And then you're like, oh God, I should have kept that to myself. <laughs> I actually, I just want to say this is so bad. My, like, the last three, Christmases? Have you gifted people <laughs> photographs? <laughs> yes. That is again. This is this is uh, this is the arc of of hobbies. Is you get into it, you think you're you think you got it. Not you don't you know you don't have it, but you you think you got it. You build something, or make something, or take a picture, or dance, or whatever, and then you gift it to somebody. <laughs> And then my, you realize how bad you are at that hobby. My, my parents and grandparents tell me all the time. You're a, <laughs> you're a beautiful young man. 
my picture's still hanging on the wall over there. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a thanks, thanks Grandma. It's a it's a great representation of hobbies. And then you finally get to the point in that arc where you're like, I should keep this shit to myself. <laughs> I should stop sharing with people that I am part of this hobby or field or whatever. And then, and then you finally kind of like arc out and you're like, you know what? No, I'm going to take these photos. I'm going to post them on Instagram or I'm going to make a fucking podcast and post it for the entire world to hear how yeah. terrible entire it world is. or four people or four people. So. The good news is, is my hobby is a listening kind of like you have to dig for it. Your yeah, hobby. Yeah. I mean, you could literally walk in and just see your hobby on the wall. Oh, it's all over. And people could be like, Oh God. I mean, <laughs> it's all of your grandparents house, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, uh, unfortunately to the, the stigma or I don't know, the recent social media trend around photographers is pretty garbage. So I am not, and if you go to the one ounce poor Instagram, you will see how not socially inept I am. It's so bad. So you're going to need to explain this like I'm a two-year-old. What is the stigma around photographers? It's, uh, it's kind of this like... What is TikTok? Oh, man. I'm, if you can get into that, too, I'd be very really happy to solve a lot of stuff for me we we can talk about that uh like uh later off off the podcast because like, i can't really explain it um no it's 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 this thing everyone has kind of popped up and been like i like everyone wants to be a photographer now everyone's seen people be these it, like social media photographers where they post on Instagram and go do cool shit and travel around the world. And now on that, and I want to, yeah. I want to fall back on what you said prior about going to four years of film school and doing all of this. Is it not frustrating to see somebody go out, take a picture with their iPhone and get more clout than you oh. and be more successful than you? It has been frustrating. Uh, I've gotten over it because at the end of the day, uh, Nah, that's not true. I haven't gotten over Nobody it. Nobody gets over it. Nah, and here's how I know. It's a lie. Because I went to college for a communications degree. Oh, yeah. I and I had that. a radio show. And I managed the radio station for about for, for years through college. And we'll just say, leave it at that. And my podcast is not successful. <laughs> I listened to this podcast the other day about dinosaurs, which one of my hobbies is loving dinosaurs. But... It was very, very, very uh, informative, and I loved both the hosts of the show, and I'll listen to it a lot more. And I'm not going to cross-promote on that show right now because I I have a little bit of, like, fuck you mentality toward them. Because they're terrible. I mean, like, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) There's structure to their show, but the guy's super dry. And the Brachiosaurus. And you're just like, oh, God. But it's really good. Um but I hear people do shows and podcasts, and I'm like, ah, I can do this better. You're very successful, and you are not nearly as trained, and that's frustrating. So I can't yeah. imagine it being a photographer that, I mean, like today, I walk upstairs, I get my coffee, I look over, Eric's on his computer, like angling the photo and changing the hue of the photo, and contrast and all this light stuff and it's of his dog (laughs) 
And it's good. I'm going to like it on Instagram when I see it. If I can log on to Instagram, figure that out too. I'll I'll come follow you. Good deal. There's four. There's five. We got five. There you go. (laughs) So I feel feel for you. And uh, I I would say talk more about that pain, but I can see in your eyes. Maybe you're done talking about that pain. Sorry. Let me wipe my tear away. (laughs) So what is somebody who... uh, is getting into Instagram. Let's do it that route. Oh, okay. So someone's getting into Instagram and they want to be an Insta thought or a photographer on Instagram and they want to make it big. What would you being the person that has grandparents following you on Instagram, tell them to do, to be successful. If that's their hobby to be successful on Instagram, I would say that, Instagram is a dying social media app and you should join Instagram to link your TikTok and just uh, start making making videos of you shaking your ass on TikTok. That seems to be be the thing over there. I feel like no one's explained this to me before. Oh, and buddy. I could do this. <laughs> Listen, thick boy's ready to shake <laughs> for a couple of likes. You, you go know. viral on TikTok and you know, your life can change. I mean, me still should be viral. I, I, I'm a goofy looking dude. You, I, I could get this. You should be more viral than you are just because of myriad of reasons, really. Yeah, I'm blushing, so oh, thank yeah. you. No, I, uh, yeah, I, Instagram, I, I, I've, all right, I've, I've taken, unfortunately, a, a somewhat of a decent amount of time to figure this out. And it has all been about like hashtags and who you tag and shit like that and trying. You just try and find one thing that hits until everyone notices it and everyone notices you and then they're like, yeah, this guy does good work. And then it, you, you basically, it's, it's all an algorithm. You so just kind of have to keep pausing there. Fucking with it. Should I hashtag this show as like hashtag mustache, hashtag man bun, hashtag Eric Mosley with another Y? Uh, yeah, I think so. How many would I at least get your grandparents to listen to the show? I mean, you know, if I if I put it out, I'd say Oh, you got to put it out. You could okay. gain like man, you could gain probably at least five more followers. You could I, double. Here's the thing is I have people on the show that aren't even following my show. <laughs> I don't even know if they listen to the show. That seems like stuff after on. they were on here, but um, well, if you told me about the show, I would have listened to it oh, before thank coming you. here. Hey, no, I didn't want you to. I wanted you to be well, surprised because I I think we're friends, and so I sometimes yeah you know, I would do that for you. No, no, no. Sometimes. Um, oh. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Eric just helped me move my entire house, so I'm I'm we're friends for the weekend. For the weekend, we're friends. Um, when has your hobby ever gotten you in trouble? Okay, so. Uh, there's, there's been times of, I've, I've tried to get into like some urban exploring photography where you go into like abandoned buildings and you wander around, take photos of places that are breaking down over time. It's all super cool. And I haven't been caught for trespassing, but I have been chased around for trespassing. Uh, but by who? Uh, security. Okay. Yeah. More than that, though, I would say I. <laughs> what is what has gotten me in trouble in in a relationship has been um, going out and taking photos with groups of people when some of the groups of people happen to be, you know, these semi-attractive girls and models and things who are just hanging out with us. Just semi-attractive. They're pretty attractive. Yeah. I mean, like you're, you're no longer in this relationship. I think you. Yeah. 
describe the people that you're taking photographs. Yeah, I mean of. They're, they're attractive. They're attractive women, and uh, just go out and hang out and take some photos, and you know, it's always nice to have a subject or a model to stand there in front of some beautiful vista. It's gotten me in trouble in the past, uh, just in, like in terms of so girl I was dating. There was this one time when I was up in Glacier National Park hanging out with a group of friends and this girl came and met up with us and so we're all like we're all just kind of going around taking photos and her and I go out in this canoe out on the lake up there I was just you know snapping some photos didn't think anything of it and then the whole time we're out on this fucking canoe all I could think is god this girl is so fucking annoying like listening to her talk I couldn't stand her. And I finally got back into service, and all I had was angry texts and angry voicemails about, I can't believe you hung out with her, like, uh, like, fuck you, all this, all this sort of shit. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I, this is someone I didn't even care about. So I would say more than, more often than not, that has gotten me in trouble, just hanging out with generally attractive people. And that's just been in a relationship. Otherwise, you know, I haven't, I haven't really gotten in like... I, I would say, I can comfortably say, my hobby of collecting comic books <laughs> has never gotten me into trouble like that. I've never gone to a comic book store and be like, oh, pff, you like Hellboy too? <laughs> oh, you like the Bureau of Paranoid Research and Defense too? Oh, oh, Abe Sapien's your favorite. Oh, Hey, hold on. I'm married. Like, it's never happened. So, I mean, don't get me uh, wrong. wrong. No hobby. one has ever, like, turned around and hit on me and be like, I really like the way you hold that camera. I mean, at that point, you're just a body with a camera in front of your face. I'm, like, the lowest body with the camera in front of my face. It's, I'm just kind of there, like, hey, um, uh, I don't know. Turn around and look. Look to your left. Wait, no. No, look to your right. Uh, sure, that looks good and snap a picture and then yeah kind of go about my way no one's ever turned around me like oh you're so good at this no one's ever been like wow your bubbling personality <laughs> exactly wow i uh, yeah i don't really have one of those i try and make some dry humor joke and they're like what <laughs> i don't get it I'm like, oh, oh shit will you just like forward me all these pictures yeah, can you send these to me and then they give you a fake number <laughs> <laughs> it's only got six digits in it <laughs> Is that your social? <laughs> Wait, you missed one. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's gotten you in trouble because you were in a relationship. You took pictures of a, the opposite gender, and yeah. your relationship came to a head. I didn't get in trouble for all the all the naked men I took pictures of, though. She didn't say anything about all my pictures? No, she didn't care about they yours. They were very seductive. Yeah, they were great. All right, well... Well, puts me in my place. I'll tell you that. Sorry, babe. I thought I was on a different level. Yeah, but well, I thought so too. Thick boy can change a man, but not that much. So yeah, photography. That's kind of run its course through this podcast because, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you were gonna give me any kind of gem, anything that I could uh, utilize to stretch this out just a little bit longer, you would say your next hobby is something mind-blowing that'll keep our listeners tantalized, and it's... My next hobby? I 
um, trying to get a pilot's license. See, that is something I didn't know about you. Now, hold on. I don't want this to be a whole thing where we talk about it, but at the very end, we find out that you haven't even started the process. You're just looking into it. Where are you at in the process? I've done like the preliminary flights, doing some ground school training. I like I've done the the preliminary flights are mostly just like, hey, here's what it's like to be in an airplane. Shit. This is like the hundredth time I've been in one, but I'm like, I'm nowhere near. It's all I'm stretching it out because most of the time I'm out of town and trying to figure out scheduling it all in. But in the terms of it, I'm mostly in the ground school training. I've done a lot of flights. My, uh, you know, my uncle is a pilot for United, and so he's taken me up flying, which has logged a couple of couple hours there. Yeah, I'm I'm still pretty early in the process. This has kind of been a this year sort of thing. Now, how does somebody get into just wanting to fly? Is that something that you need to have an in, or do you just go in and ask somebody no. you want to fly? So you find your nearest airport and uh, look up flight schools, and then you say, hey how do I get a pilot's license? And they say, well, you pay us couples of thousands of dollars and we teach you how to do the thing. And then depending on what your timeline looks like, you come out of it in a month with pilot's license and they're like, go fly kid. Or you come out of it and I've seen a couple friends do it in like years who have just like haven't had time and have gone back like once a month to do different parts of it. What's your end goal with this? Like what it what why fly? Are you planning on taking pictures? No. Up in the air? Are you trying to mix your hobbies here? What? Why do you want to fly? Uh, why not? I mean, I mean, think about it. Every time I want to come, you know, mooch off you or your parents down here, instead of driving, I just rent a plane and fly down for the day and tell you to pick me up at the airport. Okay. I, I I'm following. Yeah. Yes. And uh, you know, on top of that, who you're a good friend to have because I also want to mooch off of you. There, see, there you go. Like, hey, this I could gotta, be mutually beneficial. I had to bounce up to Missoula real quick. This so. could be mutually beneficial. Mutually. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> and you know, who doesn't want to tell some girl like, Hey, let's, let's go. <laughs> so we get to the root of it. <laughs> you want to go on a date? Like, get to the root of it. Let's go flying. And you know, you can buy plane. You can buy planes for roughly the same amount as a car. It's not going to be a great plane. <laughs> I don't think that's anything anyone ever wants to hear. Like, welcome to my plane. It's not a great plane. Um, buckle up. <laughs> it's not a great plane, but it it stays airborne. Listen. <laughs> I've never, and I'll admit this right now, I've never listened to the safety briefing on any flight in my entire life. I mean, I get on, I I put my headphones on, I don't want to hear it. I I have my headphones on before I I get on the plane. I don't even care. I don't care about, if if we're going down, there's no way any of your instructions are ever going to mean anything. Everyone's going to forget about it. People are going to be doing ridiculous stuff. I know where the exits are. Also, if you hit water... Oh, you're dead. Have you seen planes hitting water before? Here's the thing is... Water becomes a hard surface when you're going that fast. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. They make it seem like they're going to somehow like skim the water gently and you're all going to like get out on right. No, no, you're yeah. all just <laughs> done. <laughs> not, but I every, will not every pilot is so solely landing in the, the Hudson. <laughs> this is my point. If I hopped in your plane and you started giving a safety instruction, I would listen to every fucking word. Like, listen, if I turn around and I say, 
grab that lever. I need you to grab that lever. I will grab that lever. <laughs> Are you kidding? I'd be like, here, Drew, you take over real quick. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a there was a nicotine in that vape pen. I'm gonna need you to hold on <laughs> to the yoke for a while. Dude, sorry, I've I've been drinking for hours. Like, I'll lay. I just need you. I'm gonna close my eyes for a second. Because I mean, really, in theory. There's, you can't get a DUI in, in the air, but you can get it before you leave, right? So they check you before you leave. So, uh, and then I, they check you when you land. Yeah. But I mean, there's no, there's a big gap in between. <laughs> so <laughs> I would say, no, you can't get a DUI in the air, but the, the consequences are much greater. You don't get pulled over in the air. I just think you crash. It is a literal life or death. <laughs> this is not a drinking and I driving mean, scenario. Don't get me wrong. Hey, listeners, all four of you, you should never drink and drive. Yeah, that I is dangerous. Don't, don't condone that. That is stupid. You could kill somebody. Now, you should also never fly. <laughs> you know what's funny is I had this talk with somebody where they were like, you know, flying cars. I'm like, I get it. That should be the future we were all promised. Ooh, man. Flying I mean, cars. But do you really want some drunk fuck like in a flying car landing into your house? Yeah, once you put that into the this mix, ain't my living room. <laughs> like, <laughs> you already have enough people driving like into houses and off the road and like all the drunk drivers. You really, I really don't think you want them airborne. No, oh. it's yeah. Let's leave that to the like Eric Mosley's with two Y's out all, there. All, all the sci-fi movies of flying cars that looks like the most chaotic highway i've ever seen i think the fifth element would have been a lot different if they would have been a little bit more realistic with like uh bruce willis just getting sloshed and plowing his car into everybody his little flying car yeah i think uh i think they could have used more of that in uh was it did you ever watch that show altered carbon yeah that was so the first season first season i haven't watched the whole second second season? season i think that actor yeah is perfectly cast as the Falcon. Yeah. That's it. That's where his acting career should stay. And you know he's going to make tons of money off of just that. Yeah. And Captain America's retired. He's the new Cap. Like, let him keep making his money on that. Stop making all these weird trash sci-fi movies on the side. I really... He must have signed well, I really something with Netflix. the first Netflix. guy in the first season. Yeah, the, Joel, no, the Joel first... Kinnaman? The first one was, was amazing. He was The first season incredible. was like, hey, do you like Blade Runner? Yeah. Do you want a little bit more Blade Runner, but also kind of like a Firefly feel yeah. to it? Alter Carbon. Dude. The second season was like, hey, do you like the Falcon? Because <laughs> he's going to be all the fuck over this show. And then he's just all over the show, and you're like, I don't understand why is this a show? I've, I've rewatched that first season multiple times because I enjoy the plot. I enjoy the whole mystery, murder mystery sort of thing it's got going for it's it. It's very noir. Yeah, exactly. It it's it's like, it's a yeah, it's a sci-fi noir film. It's, and it goes it's great. It, it, it is like they just and sorry for keep harping on this. It's like they took Blade Runner. And that grungy kind of like Neo Tokyo. I don't even know what they call it. Like they took an anime and they just made it real life. And they were like, this yeah. is what you get. And uh, you got it there? You good? <laughs> it's kind of Star Trek. 
I, I started this whole show with like, hey, just you know, be nice and quiet because everything gets picked up on the mic. And he's like, oh, hey, let me grab this out of here. No, no, no. You said don't, don't sneeze into the mic and don't hit the table. I should really have a whole list of stuff. Like a pilot would. Like a pilot would have a list of things he needs to not do. Don't drink. Don't need keep we going with the noises. <laughs> I'm terrible at editing, so all this will just be in the show. Hey, I could so, be your editor. Here we go. 85 an hour. 85 an hour. What are you on fiber? Jesus. Um, <laughs> no, not yet. How does somebody, besides just, I mean, we kind of explained this a little bit. You go down to an airport, you get into flying. Past that, I mean, is there a point where you just realize you're bad at it or I, good at it? Like, is there that threshold where you're like, hey, I can fly or I can't fly? I, I don't know. I haven't hit the point where I've realized I can't fly. Like, it's... Taking off and landing are the hardest parts, um, and there's there there's a lot of like lingo that goes into it. Uh, you have to know you have to know how to talk to the tower, air traffic control, that sort of stuff. So, I would I would actually say that's the hardest part is understanding you know what you need to do to take off and land, basically in terms of a flight plan and talking to a tower and everything. But once you're in the air, like flying is easy. You use stick to an altitude and you just stay there hold the handles and you know stay in a straight line most planes will have a gps that i feel like you're giving away a lot of secrets right now that, i don't think that so some pilots are really upset about like no no it's really hard <laughs> you know that most planes like fly themselves uh, most pilots for major airlines they just like shit i don't even know if some of them land it at this point half of them are just kind of like eh, fuck it they put the autopilot on the thing from airplane pops out and <laughs> You gotta manually <laughs> blow it up. <laughs> so, I don't even want to know my next question, which is, when has this hobby ever gotten you in trouble? Have you? And I hope not. I hope that the answer is no. Flying has never gotten me in trouble, just for the sake of somebody who sits on a plane uh, constantly. No, it has okay, never gotten me in trouble. Oh, um, even even flying as a passenger. Uh, so far has not gotten me in trouble. It's not I for have, lack of trying, so though. So I have actually, and I hate to admit that I was this <clears throat> person, but I've gotten in trouble at an airport before. Wait, I, I've heard this story you have. before. Yeah, I think, I think you have. It's it's one of <laughs> it's one of my family's favorite stories. Yeah, I was. Uh, that's the thing is, I haven't heard it from you. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, if you've ever been to Medford, Oregon, have you ever been to the airport in medford oregon uh, even even now that it's been renovated but especially pre-renovations it was about the size of a modular home and you walked in and security was like one guy with a wavy wand and then you can see the gate like even driving up you could see the gate and uh, I, I can top this airport I walked into this airport and I was 45 minutes prior to my flight because that's the rule and I had a wait in line. I had a wait in line so long because the guy ahead of me had a bunch of really pertinent questions that made a lot of sense to me. Uh, I got up to the desk and I was already a little bit like in a rush. I handed the lady my ID and I said, yeah, I need to check a bag. And she goes, oh, you actually missed your flight. <laughs> now, again... There's one guy with a wavy wand getting you through security, and you can physically see every single gate from this lady's desk. 
and there is no plane that is docked and loading people into that airplane at the terminal that I am scheduled to go to. And this lady said, you have missed your flight. And I was like, I haven't. Turn around and look. Like, right there. Right there. I have not missed my flight. And she said, sir, you need to calm down. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, calm down? You should see me not calm. Like, this is pretty calm for me. Like, what are you talking about? Look Look at the fucking terminal. And she goes, sir, if you're going to use language like that, I'm going to have you escorted off the premises. And I'm like, you know what? Get somebody. Get them. I dare you. Because you know what? They're going to be on my side when they come (laughs) over here. They're going to be like, oh, hey, let this kid through because I can also see the exact same thing he's talking about where there's no plane at at the dock. (laughs) He was not. He was was so not on my side. (laughs) He arrived, and he looks. And he goes, what seems to be the problem? And I was like, oh, thank God. A, a reasonable human being. I am here 40 minutes. It's now 40 minutes. But I was here 43 minutes before my flight. It needed to be 45, but I was standing in line. So that took a you know a couple minutes. I can see my gate from here. I can see the wavy one guy has nobody <laughs> waiting. I mean, I, I could have clubbed and swimmed him like, boop. Got into my gate and, and still had like a half hour to wait for my flight to get in. And the guy's like, oh, okay. And she just looked at him and was like, he's being unruly. And he's like, oh, sir, you're going to have to come with me. And I was like, are you, are you fucking with me? And he's like, oh, I see. I see. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll go with you. And he just walked me out of the airport. Very, uh, he, he had to touch me which I didn't appreciate. He like grabbed my elbow and like walked me. I kept like shucking my elbow away, like get off of me. Don't touch me. And he kept grabbing it like, come on, sir. And I'm like, I'm walking I'm with you. Walking and the funny the part is, is like, you know, I don't have the longest legs, but I got longer legs. So I'm like, you know, my gait's certain. <laughs> and he's like this Be short little short fella. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get up next to me. Like, come on, come on. We got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, I got escorted out of the airport and uh, missed my flight, which I think by the time my taxi came to pick me up, my flight was finally like at the boarding gate and people were finally getting on. It was, uh, it was a wonderful experience. <laughs> I, I luckily didn't get put on a no fly list, but I was definitely put on a uh, watch this guy list. Yeah. So. So I've never gotten in actual trouble at an airport because um, I used to work for an airline. So I'd I'd have to see that shit all the time. I know that I know when you can and can't let people onto a plane because of you know alcohol and all that. And I was so sick of unruly customers. Not saying you were. I was. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, that I was like I refuse to be that person. But there was one time I was flying to Vegas for a buddy's bachelor party. And can can I tell tell the story? Uh, my girlfriend had uh, had some pretty decent cocaine at the time. Oh no! No, I can't tell the story. No, here. you can you can oh. tell whatever story you want. All four of my listeners don't care. All right, cool. And yeah. Um, yeah, so I know that most of the coke in Vegas is really trash. And so I was like, she was like, "You can take this with you." And I was like, "How am I going to do this?" So I went to the best place I knew to figure out how to do this, uh, Reddit, and <laughs> looked up 
I think that is the place to find <laughs> hands down what you need to do to get <laughs> something on a plane. Um, turns out cocaine show so the way airport scanners work it uh every color is a different thing so orange is organic material cigarettes are organic material cocaine is organic material so if you put in a pack of cigarettes it's all just one big brick of orange (laughs) so i did that and then for good measure stuffed a travel thing of tissues in front of that just just to be safe also organic material and then proceeded to go through the was it missoula did we fly out missoula i don't remember we flew out of whatever airport and i like put my bag through security and i was like oh god (laughs) that's it and and i just watch it go into the machine and they're like sir i was like uh and they're like sir i was like oh what oh sorry they're like please step up to the scanner i'm like yeah right put your hands above your head, do the whole thing. You know, they come out and they're like, yeah, you're good. I stand over there and then just watch and like wait for my bag. And the whole time my heart is like, just off the charts, uh, beating and my bag got flagged. And so I'm like freaking out at this point. And they, they grab it. They go pull a water bottle out. (laughs) I had a Nalgene in there with like half half full of water. They were like, can't carry fluids on the plane. I was like, oh my God, you can throw that away. The whole Nalgene, bar, everything. Just toss it. Like, you know you, what? You, you can have they're, it. They're like, if care. you go back through, you can, we'll, you can dump it and bring it back nope, through. I was like, nope, throw it nope, out. I it. don't care. And I like took my bag and I went to the nearest airport bar and just down two beers just to like bring my heart rate down to normal. If I if I had a heart rate monitor, it would have been it would have looked like I did a full workout. <laughs> and uh, that was probably the closest I've come to getting in trouble. And then yeah, got to Vegas and made it. It was uh, it was all good. I was yeah. My story seems really dumb compared to uh, smuggling an illegal narcotic through Missoula's airport and <laughs> I mean it was, this is a minuscule amount of it yeah come on they're, they're looking for full on drug smugglers I'm, I'm like I'm a college student <laughs> no it's just a bunch of cigarette packs that's all it is it's, <laughs> it's a bunch it's of them one pack of cigarettes <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh okay yeah yeah so uh <laughs> I don't know if that's flying as a hobby has ever gotten you into trouble. I think we tangent it pretty hard. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what other hobbies has, has Eric Mosley with Two Eyes picked up recently that have been noteworthy? Because thus far we've got photography of all sorts of organic shapes. And then we yeah. have flying. And then we have uh, smuggling. So, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that was a one-time, one-time thing. It wasn't even mine, Grandma. It te- technically, it wasn't, you know. Was, it was for a friend. Girlfriend, nonetheless. So that well, makes she, it even worse. Well, she wasn't going, but... She wasn't even going? No, she just gave it to me. Oh, wow. She's, okay. What a gym. Uh, I mean, kind of. <laughs> hey, I'm not going, but uh, will you smuggle these drugs into Vegas for me? It was more like, you can have these. Have fun. All right. What else did she give you? Nothing. Hey, and like, hey, 
here's some non-organic told me not things the, some uh silicone things you can bring down to vegas there's and, a butt plug that she could control remotely Ooh. Uh, I sit on the plane. Like, and what is your, what is your OnlyFans again? Uh, it's the uh, same thing. Eric, Eric Mosley, Mosley with two eyes. <laughs> Not as catchy as Thick Boy for Life. <laughs> Sorry, I'll That's come up. I'll come up with a catchier one. Yeah. You can't I'll, take that one. That one's mine. How much? Uh, how much do you charge a month? Uh, I trade. I charge per click. So oh, per click. Yeah. For click. on OnlyFans. All of them. <laughs> How much per click? 69 cents. <laughs> At this point, this this whole podcast has just nosedived into uh, complete bullshit frat talk. So, uh... <laughs> I don't know what it was before, so... I think this that's is all just... Yeah. Um... Other hobbies? Other hobbies? I mean, like, what 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 is Eric Mosley about? What do you do on your spare time? My spare time? Yeah. Um... I know you're a gearhead. A gearhead? I've, I've physically witnessed your gearheadness with quotes around it uh, there should be some quotes uh, around there is some, a little bit of quotes around it i mean you know you, you kind of got into it <laughs> yeah i, I installed an know. entire suspension system on your yeah what is it 93 it was 2001 2001 2001 yeah. Toyota, so yeah no actually so funny enough it's uh since coming down here and hanging out with you and uh your dad enough i've been inspired to do a lot of my own work on uh, my own vehicles and so yeah i've kind of i've gotten into into wrenching on cars a little bit um for the longest time it was uh, really hard mostly because i'd be doing it in like an alleyway uh, which is which is fun and all it's, it's where know, it needs to be done I so think. it's cool you can you can jack your car up and you know put it on some jack stands and kind of have it hanging out a little bit and then just watch cars speed by while you're under there yeah that's that's my favorite is when especially like a uh, a diesel truck oh yeah comes by and, and you're just like oh i'm gonna die <laughs> please <laughs> please don't like clip something because i had an o2 <laughs> i had an o2 crown victoria police interceptor that was my baby i love this thing i put like three inch exhaust on it not very well uh <laughs> put three inch exhaust on it did like a cat delete uh opened up the air box did a cold air i mean like n- nothing to write home about just yeah. yeah like fun little stupid driveway mods and uh, i remember one time i had to do the whole rear brake system on it i did the fronts and were they drums nope they were discs oh. and i did the rears i had this thing jacked up and we were in this like weird gravel driveway so i couldn't get my creeper underneath just because the wheels kept getting caught so i was like oh, i'll just throw some cardboard down I was down there, like, getting the rear calipers off and getting the rear rotors off and everything. And as I was moving the axle around and trying to, you know, loosen everything up, a big truck, like a UPS or something, like, blew by me. And the whole car kind of, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I was like, oh, this isn't this isn't what I need right now. I actually, uh, so I have this 2001 Silverado that when I bought it, the... The fucking kid I bought it from, like, I don't know what he did to this thing, but it has tons of electrical problems. That's the one thing that I just don't want to fuck with because I don't like taking the time to do it is electrical in cars. The uh, driver's side rear turn signal still doesn't work. I've never figured it out. It has short in it forever that kept shorting out the... the, uh, 
fuse for the taillights. And so I finally just was like, fuck it, and threw in a bigger fuse. Stop shorting out. So that's solved that problem. That's Um, better than a bolt. True, yeah. But um, when I first got it, I remember I was driving it around, and I was like, there's something rattling down here. And so I poked my head under the car, and the muffler just fell off. (laughs) It was like some crap. I'm like, the weld on this was... Like you could you could still still see um, like strands of uh, like the MIG wire the MIG wire like hanging off the the pipe on it like he had just kind of like <laughs> and so I was like yeah that's good enough so it broke fell off so I ended up cutting it off and then taking a little like little corner piece uh, out of uh, the different piece of the tailpipe and. Uh, just welded it on it dumps out the side of the truck and it's just straight piped Hell and it's yeah. obnoxious it's so obnoxious that i don't drive it really it's a work truck and my friend drives it half the time and uh i finally drove it around a few months ago and i was just like this is terrible this is, <laughs> this is i can't hear myself thinking here um <laughs> the ac doesn't work and i really haven't wanted to dive into that system yet um what else what else what else uh oh i (laughs) i did the brakes on it uh like while back and i put put new brakes on and then i was like oh yeah you know i'll bleed the brakes and so didn't have a friend i don't really have many and so i like had a self bleeder on there and i like you know get in the truck and like start pumping i was like it feels really spongy i just get out and look down and it's just <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just forgot to close the tippet. <laughs> Fucking shot brake fluid everywhere. I looked, looked at the master cylinder on it, and it was like d- down to the point where it's like, don't go below this line. I was like, ooh, <laughs> got caught that one just in time. So yeah, yo, know, uh, wrenching on things has definitely been a hobby. Um, it, it, you know. it's one of those hobbies that I think you just you learn by doing. Yeah. Especially because, I mean, going back to what you were originally talking about, about going to school and, you know, learning the, the different lighting and all of that. Wrenching, I mean, in theory, you should go to a school and accomplish you know, your degree in, from like WyoTech or something like that in mechanics. And a lot of people don't do that because uh, no one has four years to just drop and yeah. go and do that for something that they're going to do on their own. Which always brings me back to the point of like, if you have an issue with your car, the dealership is going to know a lot more than you think you know. I actually, I hate the dealership. Everybody does. And I do too. I worked at a dealership. I hate dealership. I'm I'm friends with all the dealership mechanics that I worked with. But so help me God, if you pull my fucking air filter out... (coughs) And show me how much air I'm losing or whatever the fuck you're doing because there's like half of a tiny little leaf in there. I'm gonna lose my shit. We knew you, you know you need to replace your uh, filter, sir. Uh, no, that's a reusable filter. I don't need to replace it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We just you know generically come out and talk to you about this. Oh, my favorite is actually like the Jiffy Lubes, um, where you're like, it's like. I've done this so many times on the road where I'm just like, 
I just need an oil change. Just change the oil. <clears throat> they're like, yeah, yeah. They pull it in, lift it up. They're like, so it's going to be 80 bucks for the oil change. I'm like, fine. And they're like, also. Yeah, also. Uh, Hey, did like, you know that your antifreeze is expired? Yeah. Wait, stop. Hold on. <laughs> what do you mean my antifreeze? First off, if I just ran straight water through my coolant, <laughs> would you tell me the water is expired? Like The only job antifreeze has is to not freeze. <laughs> so your blinker fluid's a little low. <laughs> um, your windshield wiper fluid has expired by years. Are you running the winter air in your tires or the <laughs> summer air in your tires? Because we need to switch that out immediately. Yeah. That's going to be $150. And we don't have the tech on today. Yeah. So you need to come back tomorrow for that tech to be on. Uh, I will say, though, since doing any of my own maintenance on my, my vehicles. Uh, so I did the lower ball joints on my truck. And I, I've, never, I've never been able to drive comfortably. Uh, since doing actually pretty much since doing that suspension um, full suspension upgrade I pretty much every time I heard a creak I was like oh, oh it's well, there it goes so that's no, my no, wheel no. about to fall off this goes into something and I swear and I have it all the time it's uh hold on uh, what do you call it when you're when you think you're sick all the time what's that called oh fuck I don't know you know what I'm talking about that, I know right? what you're talking about yeah uh, hypochondria yeah yeah so I believe this to be a truth. If you do the work on your car, you will be a hypochondriac with your car. You think something's wrong you all the time. You will constantly be like, wait, what was that? <laughs> Hold on. Turn the music down. Was that a little rattle? Did I hear that a little? Those are my brakes. I know those are my brakes. Like, I, I, I'm going to die. I think that's just part of it. Um, peace of mind-wise, you could easily just go to a mechanic and have them do it, yeah. and you feel a lot better. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent real because I did it all the time. Yeah, that Crown Vic, I did most of the disgusting modifications myself. Yeah, <laughs> and I always thought this thing's gonna blow up. And one time I did take it to like a Ford store, and I was like, "Hey, I just need you to look this thing over. Yeah, and I need you to make sure that everything's okay." And they put it up on the rack, and they looked over the entire system, and they told me everything's fine except, and this is what drove me nuts, your throttle body needs to be cleaned. I was like, what? My throttle body needs to be cleaned? I don't, for those that don't know, a throttle body is just where the air enters to meet up with the injectors and mix up and combust in the cylinder head. So it's kind of scary because you're like, what do you mean my throttle body needs to be clean? Is there debris there that's going to go into the engine? And they're like, no, no, no. There's a, a, a small residue around. <laughs> a little carbon buildup. Around that. Well, it shouldn't even be carbon buildup, right? Because, I mean, it's it's outside of the combustion chamber. It's it's all the way at the front. And I was like, well, like what? And like, well, there's like a blacky soot kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was like, well, can you just wipe it off? Well, no, we need to put an actual cleaner in there and clean it. It's like, well, hold on. <laughs> can you not just wipe this stuff off? Well, you can, but we suggest doing the full cleanse. Okay, so if I took it home, could I just wipe it off? Well, you could, but we suggest doing So I drove my car home, and I opened up, which, by the way, is like a one radiator tire. I don't know what they actually call those 
clamps, but I, I pulled it off and I just wiped it off with a rag. And I, I'll so, give him this. There was actually like some sooty yeah, yeah. stuff on there, but I just I wiped it off and it was good. So, and then four months or three months later, the transmission blew up. So... <laughs> <laughs> so whether you want to call it you know maybe i should have just let them <laughs> i should have just let them you know wipe wipe it off themselves or something but <laughs> i like that they open the whole thing up and they're like yeah your, your intake is bad oh i'll, I'll fix that boom transmission gone so, so cleaning the throttle by is actually the first thing i did on my tacoma when i bought it because it would idle really high and so oddly enough i just got through this i took a road trip to seattle with a friend and his check engine light came on right as we were about to come home it was for his uh what's what's the little electronic part on the throttle body the uh Shit. <laughs> I like that you made a noise like <laughs> that's what the noise the the sensor makes. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's. A, I know it's a sensor. It's like yeah. the O2 sensor. Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't no. an O2 sensor. It was. I can't remember. But okay, it's it's the sensor. Yeah. it's that sensor. But it was for that, yeah. and he. This is this is before my uh, technical experience uh, of YouTube University. Um, and so we take it to, I was like, well, let's go to an auto zone. They'll read codes for free and uh, go to an auto zone. Yeah. By the way, if nobody knows that auto zone reads codes for free, most auto parts yeah. stores will read codes for free because they want to sell you the sensor after they find out. The sales. <laughs> yeah. they, but you can also just get them read and be like, I'm good and go figure it out. And uh, whatever this was, it was the, uh, even the guy at the auto, like AutoZone, was like, I don't really know anything about the sensor, but I looked it up and uh, basically it'll cause high idles and uh, something else. And we were like, okay, well, can we get back from Seattle to Montana? He's like, oh, yeah, probably. I was like, all right, cool, man. So I got my truck and the idles were a little high and I was like, oh, I'll clean the throttle body. It's probably... Probably this thing. <laughs> and uh, you can go to any auto parts store and they sell just straight up throttle body cleaner. It says throttle body cleaner on it. You just spray that inside there and wipe it with a rag. You pull all the black shit out. It's just carb cleaner. Like yeah. It's just yeah, exactly. Same it's thing the as same brake shit. cleaner, the same thing. It's, yeah, it's all some fucking yeah, horrible chemical that takes ugly shit off. Yeah. But yeah. It worked? Uh, I'm no. Uh, this is my mass <laughs> airflow sensor. Mass airflow sensor. <laughs> was was actually what was causing the all problem. Right. So I cleaned that and it was all, it was all good to go. But go. yeah, no, I uh, yeah, I've never, I haven't driven comfortably for like the last four years. You never will. No. If you yeah. do any modifications to your car, just know you will oh. never drive that thing comfortably. It doesn't matter how many times you take it out to the track, and especially after I did the lower ball joints. So if those fail in the Tacomas, they fall out and your whole wheel just... Oh, good. Like, it's like a death it's, trap. Oh, it's catastrophic. Like, people good. flip their cars do it, like with lower ball joints that fail. Meanwhile, you let us, yeah. the Bouchards, intoxicated, do your lower ball joints. No, 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 no. I did the lower ball okay, joints, yeah. Okay. You just did the suspension. Yeah, we just uh, did that. Right. You just, you know, 
put it into the lower ball joint, no, lower, yeah, yeah, yeah. lower control arm. We did, we did yeah. most of the. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Just kidding. Eric this did is, plenty. We, we, we had a good mix. We did. Yeah, there's a lot of cutting and torching and, and torquing, and twerking. Yeah, and what, what was it? Uh, Uptown Girl. Yeah. If you guys oh, haven't ever Uptown seen Girl. the uh, music video for Uptown Girl, I highly suggest it. Uh, y'all know the song, but if you haven't seen the music video, it's a lot of guys with wrenches dancing around, and that was exactly the same scenario when Eric brought his uh, Toyota down and was like, "Hey, help me!" It's oh, it's very simple. I'm gonna like replace two things. First of all, all and by said two was- things he meant front and rear suspension, and we did it. We did, and it was a lot of up down girl. <laughs> So actually, I was thinking about this. Uh, was I was down in California with my uncle, and he owns these two planes. One of them he restored from. Well, we, he restored the inside. The or he like bought it. All the whole plane worked well, but the inside's kind of old and just not aesthetically pleasing. So he went and redid all that. Um, and every year when you own a plane, you have to get it inspected by a real airplane mechanic to, you know, make sure that it Can doesn't fly in the air <laughs> doesn't and fucking fall out of the sky. Kill somebody. Um, and like you're allowed to wrench on the engine all you want. But at the end of the day, someone has to check it out and be like, yeah, this is good for flight. Um, so he was like, yeah, you want to come help me work on the plane? I was like, all right. Yeah, sure. Like thinking of all the time i've spent wrenching on cars at this point which is not much but it's something and it's like for me that's always been uptown girl and beers <laughs> and just playing some sort of music and like having a beer and like you know it's a very laid-back thing not here not the case so my my uncle is um very different than my dad who is great friends with your dad which yeah your dad and my uncle would not like they grew up together they would not like be friends <laughs> and they aren't it's it's a hard thing to be friends <laughs> with Bouchard. it's uh uh like to put this in in some perspective he mentioned at some point while i was down there about trying marijuana i was like well, that's like what they said to me in the dare campaigns <laughs> You do you want to try marijuana? <laughs> uh, do you want to smoke weed? <laughs> yeah, I've been smoking weed, man. Like, what the fuck? Uh, and, like, this is... To, it was it was in the terms of, like, my cousin was trying marijuana at the time. I was like, yeah, I've been trying marijuana for, <laughs> like, a fucking, fucking decade now. Uh, I've tried it multiple times. I, I know exactly what it does. Uh, yeah. I'm not a huge fan, but uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so he asked me if I wanted to go help help him do some work on the plane. I was like, hell yeah, that sounds awesome. I'd love to up this into wrenching on planes. And um, essentially, it's pulling the seats out so you can get to like all the mechanics underneath the seats for you know the plane actuators and all that shit. And uh, no music was played. None. No Billy Joel. No Billy Joel. At all. None. Just Beers were not had, which I was like, okay. Yeah, I mean, you're working on a plane. Well, uh, I mean, kind of. We were, you know, 
like I said, we were pulling a seat out. Oh no! That was it. That that's all. It's the whole thing. Oh, yeah. You guys pulled a seat out. No uptown like, girl playing. Took like two hours to. No beer, dude. The meticulousness that went into this, I was just like, oh my god, I'm gonna uh, fucking pull my hair out here. Um, I love him to death. I uh, you know, but. Man, the experience was just otherworldly. It was bland. It was <laughs> zero joy was had. Um, so then, the second time I went, I uh, I was he he was like, "Yeah, you want to go help me out with this again?" I was like, "All right, yeah, sure." Uh, he's like, "This should be a lot quicker." So I assume we're putting the seat back in. Yeah. No, <laughs> fucking giving it an oil change. <laughs> Fucking changing the oil on a now on a, now on a plane this motor. is something I I assume a plane motor can't be much different. No, it's the same shit. You drain the old oil, put new oil in. Yeah, same old thing. But is, you don't just like pop the hood. You have to take the cowling off, which is the whole front end of the plane. Yeah, yeah. it's like a hundred screws. <laughs> Luckily, the cowling was already off. The problem is putting it on. It's like, imagine, oh man, I don't even know how to compare this. Like, you have to like put one side on at a time. So you put one side on and there's five other things that have to kind of fit around. And it's not like a car where you pop the hood and you can reach in and do most things. This is like, you have no room to do anything once it's on there. You have to do this all while someone kind of like awkwardly holds it and make sure that it doesn't fall on the person below. So while he knew they hook exactly up all these why you were there. It's um, like, oh, I need someone to hold the cowling. Yeah, more or less. The worst part is, you know, he, he has to do this every year. And we're there doing it. And he's like, <laughs> I'm like fucking holding the thing. He's like, now I can't remember exactly how, like, I can't remember if I did this first or this first. And I'm sitting there like, do it every year, right? Like, <laughs> you had this for like five years, right? And he's like, ah, yeah, and uh, it's, well, I think it's this one first. And I was like, oh, all right, I, like, it doesn't matter. Just fucking hook something up and, like, let's screw this on. And obviously, all this is more precise than, I mean, cars should be pretty precise, too, but there's a big difference when but one But a car's thing, not flying up in the air. Not, <laughs> it's not thousands of feet in the air. Um but it was just like this thing that he was like, oh, it shouldn't take more than an hour. And again, there for like three hours, just like holding this fucking thing around. No it's uptown like, girl. No, 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 beers. no music, no beers. Like, and you know, we're really not, you know, we're not actually digging around in the innards of this plane. We're not making major changes. We're essentially doing aesthetic stuff. Oil. Oil's pretty simple. You yeah, I mean, that's not aesthetic, but that, yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's, like, the rest of it is pretty close, yeah. and no fun was had. Like, this was a business trip out to the hangar. So I want to I float all this back and tie it all together in a neat little bow. Yeah. I would say you're getting in trouble with aviation is having to not listen to uptown girl and yeah. not get beers and have to hold a 
I'm guessing super awkward piece of aluminum. Yeah. While somebody goes, uh, uh, I think I screwed it in this way. Oh yeah. Is yeah. that is that pretty close? Yeah, it's a that that ties that up pretty neatly. All right. Was, uh, All right. Yeah, it, my my trouble is just uh, um. I don't want to say boredom. That's not the right word. No, that, that works. That works. It's, like you're it's, you're bored of of not having fun doing something that's a hobby. Yeah, I'm so and I'm so used to you know not to fun float all this back to hobbies should be fun, but I think it's a it's a good case in point that hobbies can also be a little bit monotonous oh, and yeah. a little bit. Uh, the point where you're just holding something awkwardly for an extended period of time with no Billy Joel playing and no alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's it. Yeah. I wish so hard that I had the rights to Billy Joel's Uptown Girl (laughs) because I would just cut end the show right now and push a button and it'd be like, Uptown Girl. That would be the end of this fucking show and that would be glorious. It would be the perfect end of this podcast. I have no rights Nothing exists where I could. I feel like Billy Joel would just be like, "Yeah, pay me ten thousand dollars, and you can totally do it." But I mean, instead, yeah, I feel like maybe he's cool. Maybe he's a cool guy. He's he looks like a cool guy. Yeah, maybe he'd just be like, and he you, is for, a cool guy. For you, Drew, like, yeah, yeah I'll, you know what? So many people know Drew. Throw, too. throw me ten dollars yeah. <laughs> every every episode. Hey, you on Fiverr? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, what's the sorry? What's the Billy Joel cover band and uh, and uh, oh no, it's called Uptown Girl. It's and, Uptown Girl in <laughs> Step Brothers. Is it called Uptown Girl in Isn't Step it? Brothers? I don't know. I can't. Here's the thing: is I I really like uh, uh, I really like the Step I really like Step Brothers. I like that movie. I can't quote that movie, and people always quote that movie, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you only no, quote no, I don't know. I don't know. No, so. the the band at the end, I'm pretty sure, is called Uptown Girl. <laughs> they only play like '80s Billy Joel. Like they only play the worst of Billy Joel. <laughs> if Billy Joel ever listens to this podcast, that wasn't your worst, man. It wasn't <laughs> it was, your best. It was, it was great. Wasn't your best? Well, yeah. It wasn't your worst. It was fun. But yeah, stick to your hobbies. Yeah. That's the whole the whole point of this show. <laughs> that his his music at that time that was a that was a hobby. You may start with Piano Man and you'll end with Uptown Girl. Who knows? Yeah. You yeah. know? It just, it, you may be hanging some ugly <laughs> cigar box ukulele on a wall and being like, why do you have that up there? You or might, you may just pop out a gem like Uptown Girl. Yeah. You never know. Or you might be giving you know, Christmas gifts to your family for. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a photograph of some thick boy that I photographed in Utah standing by a lake. I. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to promise my listeners this because that's rude. And I, I would never promise you something I can't deliver. Um, I hope one day we could collaborate and you could take a picture of me nude tastefully. Oh, of course. Facing well, like away. Like one of my French girls. Facing away. So all the goods are not in shot. Yeah, yeah. Up at a lake. And we can make a t shirt of that. <laughs> and on the back of the t shirt, it'll just say. Uptown girl, and no explanation. Hobbies. Yeah, we can make that happen. Yeah, I got a great T-shirt company too. I'm gonna cut the show right here. Do it. Yeah, Uptown Girl. Uptown Girl.